Hello, hello. Thank you for turning in to The Matrix is Real. My name is Neo. Uh, today, wanted to chat about the overwhelming evidence that... I'm going to say the end times, but they're not the end times. They're the beginning times. They're the new world times. The, the times of judgment as depicted in the book of Revelation. Uh, they're upon us. They're, we're, we're living in these times. Um, the story that I'm about to tell... Uh, is is regarding uh, my daughter who currently attends uh, private I'm putting air quotes right now Christian school and it's just the latest example of at a time when the world needs God and that supposed followers of God be they Christians Catholics Muslims Jews every one of these religions I just named and and so many more worship a singular God that is essentially the same entity no matter what holy book you read the only thing that seems to change is certain traditions certain beliefs or certain customs or practices but the same inherent uh, belief in in a singular all-powerful all-loving all-benevolent God uh, is consistent across all these religions yet despite this it seems that God is clearly lacking to the point where, in this story, Christians are now turning on fellow Christians. And you don't have to look any further than uh, the COVID mRNA gene therapy mark of the beast. Um, how many Christians have accepted this mark uh, already? That that already should tell you, uh, dear listener, that, that there are problems going on in this world. The alarm should be sounding for everyone who claims to follow and serve and worship God. But only a small percentage, I would say, um, of people are, are even aware that this is going on. And even a smaller percentage of people are willing to do what is necessary in order to properly serve and worship their creator. So my daughter... Um, is currently in sixth grade. It's her first official year in middle school. And the school that she goes to, um, they don't separate uh, elementary from middle. It's basically one one school that starts, they have pre-K, but it starts at kindergarten. And then from kindergarten, it goes up until eighth grade. My daughter's in sixth. Um, from the start of the year, the school got a new head of school, a new principal, if you will. And... Um, very, very, I'm going to say typical Christian in the sense that I, I've gone to many different churches in my life. I've dealt with a lot of supposed Christians and a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them, they smile on the outside. You know, they're Christian and godly on the outside, but on the inside, they're the opposite. And that, that reminds me of the, of the verse uh, where Jesus says, wash the inside of the cup and, and the entire cup will be clean. Um, so this head of school says all the right things in public, seems like a nice guy, but then in private communications is very, very rude, belligerent, aggressive, disrespectful, all the above. So the exchange that I had was my daughter, uh, face masks are required at her school and, um, I'm sure by now, if you've been listening to me at all, if you follow me on any of my social media pages, you'll know where my stance is regarding face masks. Even the CDC now is saying that cloth masks offer little to no protection. It was, I believe, the Washington... Uh, I'm sorry, either the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post 
that said that ma- that cloth masks are little more than facial decorations at this point. Something that us, quote, conspiracy theorists have been saying since day one of this pandemic. The only way that you can offer any amount of protection against something like COVID is having an N95 respirator or higher. But nobody's been wearing those. And it was the government itself that said, I believe it was in March 2020, that people should not be wearing and buying respirators. They should just be wearing cloth masks, if at all. Um, and the only reason they should at the time they said to wear a mask was, was if you're showing symptoms. You know, typically just at any point prior to COVID, the only time you ever want to consider, quote, isolating yourself or wearing a face mask when you go out in public if you have to is if you're symptomatic, is if you are sick. This is the first time in history where somebody can be sick, but not be sick. So I'm against masks. I'm, I'm pro-freedom. I'm not even going to say I'm against masks. I'm pro-freedom. I'm pro-faith. I'm pro-God. If you're wearing a face mask, that, in my opinion, shows your absolute distrust of God. I'll say it again. If you're wearing a mask, that means you don't trust God. And I, I've heard the arguments. Oh, I guess we shouldn't take, you know, medication. If we break our bone, we shouldn't go get it reset. That's not what's going on here. God designed your immune system so that you can be protected and safe at all times. Especially against a virus that has a pretty much 100% survival rate for anyone that's not obese or has multiple health problems associated with their COVID uh, diagnosis. So... Given my situation, my daughter was faced with having to wear a mask or not wear a mask. And up until now, we've gone along with it. You know, overall, I tell her at school, I say, if you're having a hard time breathing, you know, lower your mask below your nose. And if a teacher does tell you to put it back up, do so respectfully with courtesy. But, you know, just say, hey, I'm sorry if it slipped off my nose or I'm sorry I was having a hard time breathing. My glasses, she wears glasses. My glasses were fogging up. Whatever the, whatever your reason is, go, you know, do what the teacher asks, but do it respectfully. But your health is always the priority. That's what I tell my daughter. Your health is my priority. I would rather you get in trouble and be sent to the principal's office and I have to deal with that. If it means that you can, you feel safe, you feel comfortable, and you don't feel overwhelmed with anxiety, as so many different kids and, and adults these days are, are feeling as a result of the COVID policies enacted by secular government, by the governments of man. And this is another example. The schools that supposedly are teaching children to worship God are blindly obeying these mandates issued by governments which historically have shown number one they don't care about you they don't care about your health they don't care about your your children's health they don't care about you know what happens if they if they go to war and the resulting war you know negatively affects the economy or 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 our general sense of well-being they don't care they they, so in other words secular government government of man clearly serves evil it serves satan I'm not saying everyone in the government is evil, but the agenda is not godly. We're never promoting God by government. It's the opposite. So I had an exchange with the head of school a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was cordial. I thought it was polite and respectful and mutually, you know, mutually respected. But uh, I, apparently it wasn't. I, I had brought up to him that uh, my daughter has been complaining uh, lately that 
that her she's having difficulty breathing, and she my my daughter my daughter suffers from anxiety. My, uh, my my her her mom and her mom's family history has clinical diagnoses of general anxiety disorder, panic disorder. I deal with uh, claustrophobia. I was I was zipped up in a a suitcase by my quote friends when I was like six seven years old, and they left me there. Probably was only like a minute or two, but it felt like an eternity. So all this together, my daughter has been communicating with me. She's feeling more and more uncomfortable at school wearing her mask all day. And every one of these adults, unless you're working at Target or one of these low-wage, minimum-wage jobs, overall, most adults haven't had to deal with the COVID restrictions as far as masks to the same extent that our children have, which is already a crime in itself. You're an adult, and you get to be on your Zoom meeting, and you get to work at home while your child who goes to school has to wear a mask for, you know, seven, eight hours in the day. A lot of times even outside, you know, if it's hot. So I talked to the head of school and he's, and, and I, was, I was surprised to learn that the same government agencies that are issuing these mandates, in, in my case, the California Department of Public Health, these same agencies are also issuing additional guidance regarding medical exemptions for wearing masks because not everyone can wear a mask if you go to the california department of public health website and various other county websites which all follow the state guidance on their website it specifically says exemptions to mask wearing one of those exemptions is a medical exemption and it doesn't specify what your medical exemption is just a medical exemption, a medical reason why you can't wear one. It's not up to the state to decide which ones are approved exemptions or not. It's not up to a school. It's not It's not up to anyone other than the person wearing it or their parents. So the head of the school said, you know, sir, uh, we do have to wear masks at school. However, if your daughter has a medical exemption, we will honor that. And I said, okay, great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys are actually following. I'm not even going to say the law because it's not law, but it's you guys are following the guidance on both sides of it. Okay, that's fair. So I made an appointment with my daughter's doctor. And it, Dr. Peter McClello uh, today, I, I always say that one, Peter McCullo, there it is. And uh, Dr. Robert Malone and... Um, Various other highly respected, in many cases, world-renowned, or I would say the the preeminent experts in their fields, they gave a discussion today talking about how, well, it was Peter McCullough that said, he looked around the room, everyone in attendance, he says, by show of hands, how many people here, and there's doctors, scientists, lawyers, people in the media, regular private citizens, how many people here have experienced censorship? personal or professional uh, repercussions, reprisals, or just how to deal with any anything negative as a result of standing up for patient advocacy or, or if you're a parent, you know, your, your child's advocacy, standing up for people, not even saying COVID is bad or the, the responses are wrong. That's not what he was even saying. He was saying standing up for somebody saying, hey, my patient, if I'm a doctor, my patient is having a hard time. By show of hands, about 80% of the people in attendance raised their hand. So if medically licensed doctors and people with PhDs are not only being censored, but are being reprimanded 
for dare saying anything that goes against the official COVID narrative. What do you think is happening to children? What do you think is happening to parents? This is exactly what's happening, and I'll, I'll continue the story. So, my daughter has told me she's she gets anxiety at school for not for when she has a hard time breathing to pull her mask down because she tells me some teachers are nice about it, but a lot of them aren't, and the ones that aren't can be get pretty harsh and pretty mean and pretty I would imagine demeaning the way that you know some adults speak to children already. So I emailed the school office after uh, after our appointment. The, my, my daughter's doctor, she stopped short of exempting my daughter from wearing a mask at all times. I can, I can be honest and say that much. But the reason, and this is where it doesn't matter to anyone in, 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 at a school or in the government, it doesn't matter. The reason the doctor stopped short entirely of exempting my daughter is because the discussion of her medical license came up. And she basically said, if I offer a medical exemption... When you may be able to argue that, you know, they could still wear a mask. My job, my medical, my medical license, my ability to sustain myself and my family is becomes on the line. And I've experienced this directly. Um, so not, I guess not directly, indirectly with another one of my do- uh, daughter's previous um, doctors. He very, very well, well known and uh, very intelligent um, uh, guy. Uh, he studied at, I believe, University of Texas. Um, got you know all these degrees and, and, and been practicing for you know 30 40 years he was issuing probably one of the only physicians in California in Southern California that was issuing uh, exemptions medical exemptions to uh, vaccines this is prior to COVID and what what uh, a lot of people assume is oh these a lot of these doctors just got caught and they were writing exemptions for everyone that wanted them that's not the case what happened was the state of California, started seeing all these medical exemptions and they compiled a blacklist of of doctors writing them. This, I saw the, the official PDF. I, I kid you not. It was probably, I think if I remember correctly, like 90 pages. And each page was filled top to bottom of doctors, their, their address, their phone number. So you're talking about potentially, what, tens of thousands of, of doctors in California alone. Every single one of these doctors had their license suspended. Not, 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 uh, you know, under review, suspended pending litigation. So all these doctors that dared already to resist the state and the medical authorities immediately, you know, were, were in, a, in a hot spot. And that's what my doctor's current doctor was basically telling us. It was, she had, it was very clear. She had anxiety about the exchange. I was being polite, you know, courteous, professional, you know, uh, uh, tr- treating her, you know, just as a human being. And I understand what she's going through, but it seemed like she was like twisting in her chair and she didn't even want to help, but she still did. She still wrote uh, a doctor's note that said that my daughter does not have to wear cloth masks at, at school at all. She stopped sort of saying why that they're ineffective. That's what she told me privately. She says they're ineffective. They don't offer any protection. But I told her the school doesn't mandate, you know, respirators. And she said they won't. But cloth masks, you know, she doesn't have to wear it. I sent the medical exemption to the front office at my daughter's school. I don't know about you, listener, but every single school I've ever attended or every school that I've ever sent my daughter to. When you have a change 
that needs to be communicated to the school, who do you contact? You contact, in my experience, the front office. That's the administrative side of the school. And the reason you contact them is because if, if, if you're contacting about a certain issue that you don't know who to contact, they will forward your email, your phone call, your message to whoever handles it. And then you will speak to them directly. That's not what happened here. It is, but it's not what happened the right way, at least. So sure enough, they forwarded my email, which was very professional, kind, courteous. I ended it with saying, thank you. Please let me know if you have any questions and may God bless you. Like, I don't know what planet somebody is is on where a demand comes with please thank you. God bless you. I don't know. That's always a request, a kind, courteous request. I get a very aggressive email from the head of school, maybe like three hours after I sent, sent my email, basically saying, you know what? You know what? Uh, I'd have to pull it. I wasn't going to just read it, but basically saying, how dare you bypass the, uh, me, and this is the head of school talking, how dare you try to go around me and go through the front office and then tell our front office to ignore our procedures in, in notifying you know the right personnel and the right people and basically bullying the front office to honor your daughter's uh, medical uh, exemption for her mask. That's not what happened. I sent an email and I said, my daughter went to the doctor. The doctor said she doesn't need to wear a mask. Please let me know how we move forward. She also was prescribed an inhaler. She, my daughter was diagnosed with asthma, just like I was, have, been, have been diagnosed with, as well as pretty aggressive allergies. And her doctor said cloth masks are not only ineffective, but they're going to exacerbate your daughter's problems. We can do certain things that'll make wearing a mask easier, but she, it's going to make the problem worse. That's why we're here. And I don't know if about you. I've had other f- family members that my, I'm speaking about my mom specifically. And I've talked to other people like, like, like friends, family, and that sort of thing, where at the onset of the pandemic, it wasn't that big a deal wearing a mask. But as more time passes, there are more and more problems. It's not just uncomfortable, but there's my mom's case breathing problems other people's cases they've developed they never really suffered from anxiety before but now they have they suffer from anxiety so that's exactly what happened so i get this angry email aggressive in tone email from the head of school saying we need to know whether or not you're going to comply with our school's policies attending our school is a privilege not a right and if this is how you're going to handle it going forward Maybe your daughter shouldn't come here. My jaw almost hit the floor. Like, for starters, this guy, perfect example of do as I say, but not as I do. He he lambasts parents for daring to speak up at all. Not even if you're confrontational. I, I'm not a confrontational person unless I have to be. Because that's what Jesus taught us. He said, treat love your enemies. How can you love your enemies if you're always trying to fight them? You can't. You're supposed to love your enemies because whether we see it or not, our enemies are us and we are our enemies. We're all intrinsically connected through God, through the creator. Just because we can't see those connections doesn't mean they don't exist. So that's why I, I, I've always, uh, um, Jesus 
preached the principle of nonviolence and resisting not evil with evil. That has limitations, but you're not supposed to fight back with people. If somebody hits you, you're not supposed to punch them back. You're supposed to try to find a peaceful resolution. This head of school, though, do as I say, not as I do. He, he, he attacks and criticizes parents and, and staff and students that, that don't go along with the COVID narrative. My daughter's school had an after-school uh, roller skating event at a, at a skating rink. Number one, almost no one in attendance at the skating rink was wearing face masks. That's number one. Number two, after the roller skating was done, everyone there went right down the street to a pizza place. And again, no one was wearing masks. Now, here's the kicker. The head of school was not at the roller skating uh, rink. But lo and behold, as we're all eating pizza and having a good time, in he walks. And guess what he's not wearing? He's not wearing a face mask even though we're indoors and even though in the state of California you're supposed to wear a mask indoors at all times. So, again, the whole start of this episode was to to, to show you that we are in the times of judgment. We're entering a new world and God is allowing everything to happen the way that it's happening so he can weed out the true believers and who is really serving him and who really isn't. If you claim to be a Christian, Muslim, Jew, Catholic, Protestant, it doesn't, the Buddhist, doesn't matter. If you claim to believe and serve the one true God, whatever that, that means to you, because God has, in my opinion, revealed himself to different peoples and different cultures at, at, at various times in our, in our, in our uh, planet's history. And as a result, again, in my opinion, that is why the religions have changed. That is why the spiritual practices have changed. That is why the cultures have changed. And as a result, maybe the way that that the creator is worshipped is different. I'll I'll point to like Muslims, you know, praying versus how maybe a Buddhist will will worship by just meditating and, and giving thanks to the universe. But the point is, is that we all worship the same creator, the same thing. What changes is our interpretation of what that is, what he is, who is it, whatever, it doesn't matter what God is. God is God. In my opinion, God is beyond all human comprehension, understanding, and descriptions. You can't describe God. You can feel God. You can witness God's work, but you can't describe him with human words because he, it is beyond what we can even comprehend with language. So it's starting with the masks and it's going to continue with the, with the mRNA gene therapy mark of the beast injections. Mark my words. You want to mark anything? Mark my words. I said in the beginning of 2020, February 2020 was the first time I talked about it, that these shots were the mark of the beast and they just have not been revealed as such yet. But wait, it was Bill Gates who gave an interview a couple weeks ago that got me put in Twitter jail where to the interviewer, he, the, the interviewer is asking him, you know, what do we need to do to pre- prepare for the next pandemic? And he goes through a long list of things. uh, And then midway through, he almost like inserts it real quick. And he says, and some of the newer vaccines, uh, the newer vaccines are going to be a little patch you put on your arm. If you've ever read the prophecies of Revelation, the mark of the beast is, is supposedly either on your forehead or on your hand. My question to you, viewer, listener, what if it's not on your hand, but it meets all the other criteria? 
You need it to buy and sell. Not having it means you can't participate in society. Not having it literally means you're essentially like segregated from society. How will Christians, and I'm focusing on Christians because the other faiths, they might believe in the devil, but they don't have the book of Revelation. How will Christians respond to that? If, if the face mask treatment of my daughter and myself is any indication, and I know this in my bones, this isn't even a, a hypothesis. This is, this is going to happen. I can feel it. It doesn't matter. I think that's part of the deception by Satan is he gave us the playbook about how revelation is going to unfold, but it's not like a, you know, A happens and then B happens, then C happens. It's, it's written like that, but it's very, very, um, allegorical, esoteric. You got to really, really read between the lines to, to a lot of times to get the actual message out. But just like we've seen throughout history, various governments, institutions like, like churches have co-opted movements and altered them to basically uh, 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 weaponize that movement against himself and the people that are part of it. It's called COINTELPRO. If you've never seen, you've never read about it, the U.S. government has infiltrated organizations before just to basically tear them apart within. And that's what I think is happening with various faiths on planet Earth right now. A lot of these prophecies are coming true to some extent. But the way they're coming true doesn't match word for word what's what, what's in the actual book. So the fact that so many Christians today are bending over backwards and licking the boots of the states that oppress them in defiance, one of the most pivotal teachings, important teachings that Jesus gave was that you cannot serve two masters. Remember that one? A man cannot serve two masters, for if he serves two, he will love one and hate the other. You cannot serve both God and money. These churches that are obeying the orders of the state, even if they're unlawful, because remember, none of these are laws, none of these COVID restrictions have been passed by Congress or the state legislatures. They're not laws. They're guidances. They're requests. The fact that you have churches and people that claim to serve God following along with ungodly requests from the state, not even orders, requests, not even laws, requests, shows me that when the time comes and then when these shots are mandated, that they will follow rank and file, no questions asked. Even even if there's an indication that it might not be a good thing. I, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really still, I'm, I'm upset and I'm, tr- I'm trying to... Uh, do my best to, to, I even apologized in my email. I said, let me start off by saying, I'm sorry for not sending you the email directly. But I edited it saying, please show me where I said we're not going to comply with the school's policies. And please show me where I gave any indication that, you know, we, we, we were, I was trying to bypass your authority as the head of the school. And you can't because in my email, none of it didn't happen. So the takeaway from this, if you believe in God and you truly claim to serve God, keep it up. Keep the faith. Jesus said this would happen. And I'm not even talking about, you know, Jesus speaking as as a second coming and prophecy. No, I'm just saying true Christians throughout history, true people that follow Jesus throughout history have been met with resistance, have been persecuted, have been killed, have been subjected to the biggest tortures that, that, that exist. All in an effort to break your spirit. 
You're taking on Satan yourself, whether you see it or not. Individually, we are combating Satan and his and his minions every single day, and as well as collectively. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Don't resist evil with evil, but stand up for God. There's a difference between fighting evil and standing up for God. Stand up for God. Let the world be evil around you. Don't give in to it. Don't hate people. I don't hate the head of the school principal guy. I'm upset with with being treated the way I am, but I still, I, I also ended my email saying, may God bless you. After quoting Jesus saying, bless those who curse you. It was, it was my way of being polite, respectful, but kind of, you know, give him a little slap across the face, being like, hey, bro, you're not, I even said it, you're not acting like Jesus right now. Jesus told us to love the people that we perceive as adversaries. And you're not representing a Christian school the way that Jesus taught us to, to, to conduct ourselves. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that more people are listening. One feature, if you're unaware, uh, I don't know how you're listening, but if you listen on Anchor, which is actually owned by Spotify, you can actually send video comments. So if you have that ability, please send me a comment. If you're dealing with something similar and you know if you have a child in school, at your job, whatever the situation is, and you're dealing with it as well, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me a note. Um, I'll put my. I'll see if I can find a way to put my information to be contacted so people will send me an email. But uh, anyway, Jesus said this will happen. Don't give up the fight. Keep standing up for God no matter what. I see more and more people say, I'm going to go to the grave feeling this way and standing up for this. That's the whole point. We're not marching toward our graves. We're marching toward life. We're marching toward God. And the world around us that has been taken over by evil has been taken over by Satan is crumpling and burning. Don't fear the apocalypse. That means you're resisting what's happening. Imagine and see it with your own eyes, heaven on earth. Because that's the takeaway that many Christians ignore in 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 the book of Revelation. After the destruction, a new world is created for the true believers. And I I can get into what I feel that means in prophecy terms. But if you just want to focus on on, on A and B, don't live in fear. Because if you have fear in your hearts, it means you don't have enough faith. Fear cannot live in the heart, mind, and soul of a person that is fully committed to God and has ultimate faith that God is looking out for them at all times. Thank you for listening. My name is Neo, and you've been listening to The Matrix is Real. Thank you.